Welcome to the Road to Health podcast, a podcast series focused on real Rhode Islanders who are making a difference in the health and wellness of communities across our state. Each episode will take you inside a health topic that affects Rhode Islanders with the hope of informing and empowering you to navigate the confusing but vitally important role of healthcare in your life. Please welcome this week's host, Sarah Flurry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Sarah Flurry. I'm part of the behavioral health team here at Blue Cross, and I'll be serving as your host today. Blue Cross recently became the first health insurer in Rhode Island to join the Campaign to Change Direction. This is a national public health initiative that works to change direction on mental health and addresses common barriers to understanding mental health. Leading the charge here locally in Rhode Island for the Campaign to Change Direction is the Hospital Association of Rhode Island. We are grateful to be joined today by two guests from the Hospital Association, or Harry as they're more commonly known. Joining me today to talk about changing the culture of mental health are Lisa Tommaso, Harry's Vice President of Strategy and Public Relations, and Kayla Mudge, Harry's Communications Director. Welcome to the podcast, Lisa and Kayla. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here. Lisa, could you start by telling us more about what the Campaign to Change Direction is and how Harry became involved? Sure, I'd love to. I'd love to actually first start off by saying thank you so much uh, for having us here today to to join with you on this podcast and also for being a partner in the campaign to change direction. Um, I'd like to also begin by telling you a little bit about the Hospital Association just real quickly. Um, We are a statewide trade organization that assists hospitals in meeting the healthcare needs of Rhode Island through advocacy and education. Um, So we were really excited to launch the Campaign to Change Direction in Rhode Island as a coordinated public health initiative designed to change the way we think about, talk about, and treat mental health, not just from a personal perspective, but also at the community level. Um, The campaign itself was originally founded by Dr. Barbara Van Dalen. She's the founder and president of Give an Hour. That's a national nonprofit association that uh, provides free telemental health to veterans and their families. Um, So Harry was first introduced to the campaign uh, to change direction a couple of years ago by the um, New Hampshire Hospital Association. And after having um, um, conducted and led uh, approximately three community health needs assessments and having had behavior health listed as a top priority in all three, it was a natural fit for the Hospital Association to launch into this public awareness campaign. So Kayla, can you talk a little bit about what types of stigma and challenges we're seeing around mental health and how this campaign hopes to mitigate some of those? So one of the things we are seeing in regards to stigma is actually the use of the word stigma. So when we go out into the community and we talk about the campaign to change direction, we actually stay away from using that word. And the Campaign to Change Direction is an international public health campaign. So we're doing that by normalizing mental health conversations, so eliminating the word stigma and also making people talk about their mental health as if it is their physical health. You know, we all have mental health. We have our good days and we have our bad days. The World Health Organization defines mental health as being an emotional state of well-being, meaning that we're not always going to have a good day. We're going to have those days where we're not feeling too good about ourselves, and that's perfectly normal not to feel good about yourself when you're going through something tough in your life and feeling like you need to talk to someone about that. And we encourage people to utilize those free resources first and easier to access resources as well. So peers, coworkers, your friends, your family, 
for students, maybe it's your teachers and those relationships you already have to talk about those bad days. So that way those bad days don't turn into a bad week, a bad month, a bad year. And making those conversations happen sooner. Just like if you had broken your bone, you would tell someone about that. You might even go into the story of how that happened. And you would definitely go and talk to your doctor about that. So that way you could receive care and be better and able to perform as well. Um, this May is part of Mental Health Month. We're encouraging all Rhode Islanders to become familiar with the sign five signs of emotional suffering. These are five changes that may indicate that someone is in emotional pain and needs help. Let's talk a little bit about what the five signs are and what they look like and how to recognize them in your friends and your loved ones. So when we talk about the five signs of emotional suffering, we bring attention to the fact that everyone is unique and has a different personality, meaning that these five signs, before I even get into them, are going to look different to everyone. So how they perceive them to look on someone else and how they perceive them to look in themselves are going to look very different. The five signs are change in personality, agitation, withdrawal, decline in personal care, and hopelessness. Now, when we talk about everyone having unique and different personalities, one of those big things is when we talk about change in personality and how someone would have a decline in personal care or change in personality if they were an introvert versus an extrovert versus an athlete versus someone who maybe does not like to um, participate in physical activity are going to look completely different from one another. Even agitation, we have all been agitated, but some of us are more like, you have that explosion of anger, but then others might have more of that. They are, um, they kind of uh, sizzle there. They are a slow build to anger. And for them, maybe being agitated is being quiet and reserved and withdrawn, not necessarily lashing out in the way that most of us might think of. And then when we, there's a second component of the campaign as well, where we have these wallet cards. And when you flip on the other side of the wallet card, we also have the healthy habits. And the healthy habits are taking care of yourself, checking in with others, engaging, relaxing, and knowing the five signs. And again, everyone is unique and different and likes to do different things such as relaxing. We all like to enjoy different things to relax. And one of those big things is that when we talk to people, we say, what are the things that you like to do to relax that don't make you think about it? When you relax, it shouldn't be something you have to force yourself to do. Like, I have to force myself to run <laughs> because it's something that at the end of the day, I'm happy I did, but it's not my ideal way of relaxing. I like to read, but that could be different from Lisa or from yourself or anyone. It's something that we bring attention to that, that it's definitely um, different for everyone. And it's not for us to tell someone how they should be relaxing because meditation and yoga and some of those other things don't work for everyone. Let's take a quick break for healthcare basics. Each episode, we take a minute to shed light on common healthcare terms you may encounter. This episode's healthcare basics topic is behavioral health. When you hear the term behavioral health professional, it refers to a specialist who treats emotional and mental health, including substance use disorders. Behavioral health professionals can include social workers, psychologists, mental health counselors, marriage and family therapists, and some nurse practitioners. Behavioral health also includes psychiatrists, who are medical doctors. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about how the campaign is going in Rhode Island and what people's reactions have been thus far. 
Uh, so I have to say, I think that the reaction to the campaign has been outstanding. Kayla has been out in the community meeting with folks at a grassroots level and really engaging them uh, in ways that can they can personalize and have the ability to change the culture, which is exactly what we're trying to do. Um, we've started a steering committee that has many stakeholders from the community that sit on it. Blue Cross Blue Shield has been uh, one of those partners sitting on that committee. But we also have uh, many uh, individuals from some of our prevention coalitions as well as educators. We have higher education uh, as well as healthcare uh, joining us in that effort. Uh, when we go out into the community, it's really been, I think, most exciting uh, of recent date to engage with the young people in Rhode Island. Uh, the response has really been outstanding um, on their part. Um, Kayla can talk to you probably a little bit about uh, the adventures that we've had um, really crisscrossing the state and meeting with so many young people and their um, educators um, from every place from Burrville all the way down to Westerly, really. So I have to say that bringing this campaign to the youth has been very fun. We have the great thing about the campaign, too, is the fact that there is no age limitation. We've been working predominantly with children, but also at the same time, we have gone into senior centers or attended active older adult health fairs with the YMCA. As I now know, it is active older adults. <laughs> and when we do go into the schools, we give presentations, which has been done really in part with our partnership with the prevention coalitions who have been one wonderful for this. The students want to talk about mental health. They are very excited actually almost to talk about mental health just for the fact that they have so often felt like they can't go to their teachers and say, I'm really feeling anxious about this or I feel stressed out or the workload is just too much or even something going on in their own personal lives that they can share with their teachers or their friends to go over how it might be impacting their mental health and why we all of a sudden that A student has fallen to almost failing, or even athletic performances as well. When we go into the schools, one of the big reactions we get is right off the bat, we define mental health, and we use that definition I gave to you earlier, and there's this aha moment where all of a sudden there is almost a collective sigh of they're like, I have that. I want to talk my mental health because it's normal to talk about my mental health. It's something where I'm having a bad day and they want to raise their hands and talk about how they had that bad day. And it's it went from in the beginning where they didn't want to, they maybe rolled their eyes about the presentation and then all of a sudden you have them asking all of these really awesome questions at the end and realizing that mental health is something we all have and it's a super important conversation to have with one another. And not only is it... Um something that we all have, but it, we're able to actually put it on the same playing field as uh, our physical health with them. Um, particularly, we had that experience when meeting with some varsity athletes. They were instantaneously able to make the connection between that mind and body. They knew what it felt like that their body um, was saying no and that it was their mind that had said yes. And so when the question was posed to them, well, what would happen to you if your mind was telling you no? Um, and that it was the it was the barrier to you being able to get care. They were um, they were most responsive, and that was really an aha moment I think for those those students, those young people, because uh, immediately they were able to identify where the gaps were in in their community that they felt that they could be supported better um, both on on the field as well as in the classroom. So, with May being Mental Health Month, what's the one thing you want people listening to this podcast to take away today? 
Sarah, I think that we would like people to walk away, um, particularly from this campaign, knowing that their emotional well-being is as important as their physical well-being and that they should be as connected with their emotional health as they are with their physical health. And I'm going to add to that and say that it is also just as important that we check in with one another and that not everything requires for us to go and see a mental health professional, although you might end up needing that in the end. It's just as important that our friends and our family members and ourselves are recognizing when someone is having an off day, an off week, or even an off year, and just checking in with them and simply asking, are you okay? Great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. That's it for this episode of the Road to Health podcast, brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Our producer is Jill Flaxington. Our sound engineer is Jonathan Finn. For more information on the topics discussed or to listen to our library of episodes, please visit bcbsri.com. If you'd like to connect with us or have a story to tell, we are at bcbsri on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.